Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We're talking about the Holy Spirit, and we're talking about the anointing. The anointing is the Holy Spirit at work through a person or through people. We agreed on that already via the scriptures. It isn't my suggestion. So, we could talk about the Holy Spirit, how wonderful the Holy Spirit is and all of that, which is great because typically it's the most neglected member of the Trinity. But we are talking about the anointing because our interest at present is when the, the Holy Spirit, who is God, just like the Father and the Son, if you remember the Nicene Creed, together with the Father and the Son is worshipped and what? Glorified. Now, don't, don't look at me like you've never heard of the Nicene Creed. Some of you, when they ask you to pray for food, you start with the Nicene Creed. Uh, by the time you're done, people don't know whether they should eat or not. <coughs> I don't know. Is it the masks? Why is it that some people don't know how to be happy in church? Yeah? Is it the masks? Look, the place you should be happiest is where? Is here in garage. Yeah, this is your father's house. And he loves you. He has no beef against you. He's mad about you. He's not mad at you. You know, some of you have been convinced since childhood how bad and dangerous God is. No, God is bad and dangerous to the devil, and you're not the devil. The last time I checked, you are a son, you are a daughter, you are loved, you are cherished, you are complete in him. Amen. Even when you fail, which you, we all do quite a lot, he keeps picking us up. So you may be here and you come in with a small, small depression. Just rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. What was I talking about? Before I went to the Nicene Creed. The Holy Spirit. Those joining us on Spirit TV and Spirit FM, welcome. The Holy Spirit. We're talking about the anointing when the Holy Spirit is working through a person. And why, do we, why are we teaching about the anointing? Because all of us, like Pastor Matt was saying, we've been called to ministry. Every single one of us. And we found out you can't do ministry without the power of the Holy Spirit, without the anointing. The worst thing that could ever happen to you is to try and minister without the anointing. Now, ministry is not what I do up here with the microphone. Wow, there was silence. Which, which denomination did you guys join while I was away this one week? You're here. You're listening. Yeah, ministry is everything. You did. did you see these 1,433 salvations? My contribution probably was very little, negligible. It's everyone out there. And you, you can't get a person saved. Yeah, even if you put, up make, put on makeup, you can't get a person saved. Yeah. It is the anointing. It is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. Now, the makeup may help you start the conversation. Uh, so don't go into the field looking like... <coughs> yeah. The makeup is good for starting the conversation. But the conclusion of the conversation, when the person kneels down and says, I want to receive Jesus, 
That is a function of the anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother, there was a mega wedding here yesterday. One of our, of our team members, Shadrach, got married. Shadrach. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's Mr. and Mrs. Mwangu. It's good to get married early. You know, sometimes you're postponing the thing too long. Yeah. Who are those even? Yeah. The boys, boys, all the girls are ready. Just propose. I've even seen Mrs. Mesigwa in the house. Come on now. My right leg is shaking. Anyway. The Holy Spirit, the anointing. So we said, no, you can't minister without the anointing. And we said, what the anointing is the Holy Spirit working in or through a person. Amen. So we looked at that and we gave a case for why the anointing. And then we talked about how do you know a person is anointed. And we said, you can't tell a person is anointed just by looking at them. So for example, Matt has some tattoos. You can't tell that he is anointed or not anointed based on whether someone has tattoos or not. Yeah, even how you dress does not show whether you're anointed or not. I'm telling you. Yeah, now you need to dress nicely. I told you, the way you look can help the conversation start. The shoes. <laughs> now you can even wear shoes like this and still lack the anointing. But at least people will listen to you. I swear that their lives are changed is another story. Now, <laughs> we said you can't tell. We said the wind bloweth, whither it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst tell whence it cometh or whither it goeth. And such is everyone born of the Spirit. You can only tell by the effects. When a person starts a mission or community and in three weeks it has 40 people, those are effects. Because some people's MCs, people are fleeing from them. So, mercy. What a shock. Now, this one's, <laughs> this one's MC is just growing. That's the anointing. You can tell by the effect. Someone plants a location and it grows to 500 people, 300 people. That's the anointing. Amen. Yeah, it's not, don't go, but don't be deceived. It's the results that show that a person is anointed. And the last time I checked, there are lots of anointed people all over this place. Amen. Now, today, I want to solve one small conundrum, hopefully, which is where, because we're asking very logical questions here, right? We all want to be anointed. Uh, we don't want to be anointed. Even me, I want to be anointed. Now, uh, the point then, the question we're asking this morning is, where is the anointing? Where is the anointing? Yeah, they say, people are hungry. Where is the food? Hmm? Have you ever been looking for a place? Have you ever been looking for a place? Let me leave that story alone. Let's focus. Where is the anointing? Where is the anointing? It's not in the story. 
is the anointing in the building. Is there when you come to Nadia, suddenly you are under the anointing. Is the anointing <coughs> on stage? Yeah. So like the, those who are seated nearer the front, you are closer to the anointing. <laughs> Can I bring a good one? This one is going to annoy some people. This is going to annoy some people. Yeah, I'm telling you. Because what I've discovered when it comes to the operations of God and the Holy Spirit, the more religious you are, the more queer it is to you. Yeah. Because you have, we are all full of this religion. But let me ask Is the anointing in your Bible? No, I'm just asking. Yeah, I came with my Bible here. So is the anointing in there? Huh? It's not in your Bible. Now, am I saying don't read your Bible? No, read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. But I have news for you. The anointing is not even in your Bible. Yeah. You go from Genesis to Revelation and the maps. How many of your Bibles have maps? And you will not find the anointing there. Yeah. What do we do? What you do? Yeah. Everyone wants the anointing, but we can't find the anointing. What do we do now? Yeah. Can I try an answer? Yeah? Okay, do you really, really need, want to be anointed? You want to be a mighty woman of God? A mighty man of God? And you know that that only happens if you're anointed. Yes. Now, we have to answer that question of where on earth the anointing is. Is it in Jerusalem? Okay. The anointing is with people. Mm. Yeah. With, that's where the anointing is. <laughs> with people. Yeah. You are there looking for the other, you keep pass, passing the anointing. Yeah. You, you walk past some people, you're walking past the anointing, and you didn't even know. Acts 10 38, what does it say? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now, how many of you know Jesus is Lord? Jesus is God. Yeah, Jesus is God. He's the son of God. But do you know that when Jesus came to earth as a human being, he didn't operate as God. Yeah. He didn't operate as God. He operated as the son of man. Uh, but God, you see, that think. This is religion is bad. So think. So he, he, if he was operating as God, why did he need to pray? Yeah, does God need to pray? Yeah. Why did he fast? Does God need to fast? He was operating as man and therefore he needed to be 
anointed. That's, that's why he says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. They are talking about him in his earthly human terms, his village, Jesus of Nazareth. Do you realize that even in that verse, they don't say Jesus Christ. Because many of you misquote that verse, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. No, it's Jesus of Nazareth. Just Jesus from Nazareth. Who anointed him? God. That shows you he was not operating as God. With how, what was he anointed with? The Holy Spirit and power. And he says he went about what? Doing good and healing all who oppressed. And he says, for God ah, ah, was with him. God doesn't need to be with God. I'm preaching better than you listen. Can I have some more volume in this monitor? Because the other one is louder, so I feel like imbalanced in my head. So, this thing that God did with Jesus, he can do with you and with me. He also can anoint us with the Holy Spirit and with power. And then as a result, we'll go about doing good and healing all. Amen. So, in that case, where was the anointing? With Jesus. Hey, that's too hot. A little less. Check. Okay, that's good. The anointing was with Jesus. His son was anointed. That's why the, all these disciples, fishermen, they could go around healing people because they had been with him. Yeah, if you hang around him, it rubbed off. The Bible says that the, the Sanhedrin, they were mesmerized by Peter and John, and they, knowing they were illiterate and ignorant men. They took notice of them and they said they had been with Jesus. They will take notice of you. Amen. The anointing is with people. God anoints and uses people. It's with people. And the reason there are very few, okay, anointed people to a certain degree is because people are not willing to receive from people. They are there in the bushes saying, me God, you are going to come to me yourself. No. Yeah. And afterwards you read the Bible and then you say, go, go talk to this person. The anointing is with people. Okay. Whether you believe it or not, I don't know. <laughs> I can tell you the anointing is with people. John 14, 17. John 14, 17 says, the spirit of truth, Jesus is talking to the shepherds, huh? just read together, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. If the anointing is the Holy Spirit working through a person, and says the spirit dwells with you. So the anointing is with people. Yeah, so stop wasting time. You don't have 
300 years to have impact. Yeah. You have just a few years left, many of you, like 70, 80. So better make good use of the remaining time. Don't walk around unanointed because you're too proud to receive from people. The anointing is with people. The, <laughs> the funny thing is that uh, when God anoints people, he doesn't consult other people. Yeah. So he just tells you, you want to be anointed, follow that person. Like, no, I don't want to follow that one. Give me another one to follow. And says, you go find one you want, but me, I've told you the one to follow. You see, this, this church used to grow very meticulously, strategically, and slowly. <laughs> we were growing. We were following the instructions. We were being taught. We were planting churches, but we were growing slowly. Then, around August last year, September, we started listening to a certain person, Bishop Doug Hewan Mills. I, I would listen to like three or four messages a week. And these messages are not less than two hours. If you find one that's less than two hours, that's a royalty. So, it's just taking it in. Listening, 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 reading the books, listening, and sending to some of you to listen. Some of you listened, some of you refused. And then we started growing exponentially. It was now beyond strategy. It was beyond ah, this is the plan, we'll plant these churches. We look, we 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 already had the plans, but the speed. Do you know that the speed limit in your life is the level of anointing? Yeah. The speed governor in your life is the level of anointing. And if you talk to all these anointed people, they will tell you the same thing. So I listened to Bishop Doug, all these leaders, we listened to Bishop Doug. Dude, the thing just took off. A year ago, we were 4,000 members in the church. Now we are 28,000. Now, when you've gone from zero to 4,000 in 14 years, that's 285 people per year. That's the average. We're adding 285 per year. And then in one year, we added, we have added so far 24,000. 28, I know some people, math. So 28,000 minus 4,000 is 24,000. Now, going from 285 per year to 24,000, if you passed ratios, remember ratios? I know you are kind for ratios. That's a ratio of 1 to 84. 24,000 divided by 285 is 84. It's a ratio of 1 to 84. That's a bit like you make 1 million shillings a month. That's your salary. And you keep going home and accounting to your spouse or your wife or husband. And then the next month you come home with 84 million. Yeah. You, you, it's hard to explain. That's called the anointing. <laughs> it's the anointing. Yeah. 
Don't look at me funny. I'm just telling you a fact. Some of you have your religion, but it doesn't help you. You haven't grown any churches with your religion. You have your beliefs. They are leading to death. And there's truth that leads to life. If you talk to Bishop Doug himself, he'll tell you where he got what he got. He'll tell you he followed Reynard Bonke to, to get evangelism. He followed Benny Hinn to get miracles and healing. He followed Kenneth Hagin to get teaching anointing. He followed Yongicho to get touch growth and multiplication anointing. He follows Bishop Oedepo. He, I was listening to Bishop Oedepo the other day. He was talking about also the people he has followed. He said it is Kenneth Hagin. That's where he got the anointing for teaching. And he said it is Smith Wigglesworth where he got the anointing for dominion over principalities and powers. Yongi Cho, the anointing for church growth and church planting. It's with people. Now, when you're terrible at following people and you want to be anointed, it doesn't work. That's why your MC is small. I was shrinking. Last week you were three and a half. Now you're going to two and a quarter. I just don't send you get a booby. I'm just trying to put the facts out there. For us, we were growing slowly, but until we got determined about following people, now, if Bishop Doug Lighthouse Church, they've planted 4,000 churches in 87 countries. So, 87, 97 countries. So, when you follow people like that and you tap into that anointing, you can do the things they are doing. Yeah. Where is the anointing? With people. Looketh, why beholdest thou me thus? Second Corinthians 4 7. Ha ha ha. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. You see, anointed people are not special in any way. No. They are as ordinary and sometimes as sinful. As everyone else, they eat, they overeat sometimes. Yeah. They get angry. They get hungry. The, the, the only difference is that God in his grace said, I need to help the people over there. And because I need to help the people over there, I'm going to anoint this fellow here and use him to help my people there. So now the anointed fellow cannot start feeling special. Yeah, this is the excellence of the power is of God. It's not of us. We have the treasure in earthen vessels. If you don't want the cup, forget the coffee. The anointing is with people as much as the coffee is in the cup. And if for you are like, me, God, you, my coffee, my coffee. You're going to serve it straight from heaven. God will be like, okay, here is the process. You have to plant your own coffee seeds. Huh? Grow the coffee. 
nurture the coffee, let the coffee bring forth coffee fruits, get the coffee, dry the coffee, hull the coffee. What else? Roast the coffee, grind the coffee, and then finally make your own coffee. By that time, three years have passed. And yet someone was all along waiting with a cup of coffee to give you so you can go help people. But you're too proud. You see, the reason there are few anointed people to a certain degree is human pride. Let me tell you, being anointed requires going down. Yeah, and no one is willing. Me. To be prayed for by that fellow. No. Next week I'll be teaching you how you can be anointed. Yeah. But now you have to first understand that the anointing is with people. People. The treasure is in earthen vessels. Your interest is the treasure. But you have to bear with the earthen vessel. Hallelujah. Oh. Galatians 3 5. This is going to. We are now getting into deliverance, by the way. Mm. We are delivering people from religious demons. Yeah. You know, there are different kinds of demons, but the religious ones, sometimes they are the worst. They rob you of your future. You become like a Pharisee. Jesus is right there. You can't see, tell this is Jesus, even though you've been reading the scripture since you were a child. Wow. But that's not you. You're wiser than that. Yeah. You're wiser than that. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you, and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Now, Paul is dealing with a completely different issue in Galatians, the issue of legalism. People say, now for you to be saved, you have to be circumcised, you have to fulfill all these laws, which I think in this church we have dealt with already fairly well. Yeah. God doesn't love you because you're lovely. No, he loves you because he is love. Just like water is wet, Sugar is sweet, fire is hot, God is love. Uh, but now, even in, while dealing with other things, he says something there. In fact, in fact if, if you can only read a short portion of this verse, it will make sense to you what I'm saying. He says, therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you, even if you left it there now. Of course, the translators in the New King James Version put the he in a capital H. But you can see from the context that he's not talking about God. Yeah, because works, miracles among does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? How many of you know works of the law and hearing of faith don't apply to God? Yeah. Yeah. God doesn't need to hear anything about faith to do miracles. So he's talking about people. And says that people work miracles. But he says that a person who supplies that spirit.
spirit. <laughs> hey. He who supplies the spirit. She who supplies. Do you know there are people in your life they can supply the spirit? Yeah. Okay, let me move on. <laughs> okay. Mama, mama, mama. Take me to Numbers 11, 16, 17. Numbers 11, 16, 17. Let's see together. The Lord said to Moses, uh-huh. Gather to me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them to their tabernacle of meeting that they may stand there with you. So Moses already has a leadership team. Hmm? Next. So the Lord said to Moses, hey, then I'll come down and talk with you there. I will take of the spirit that is upon you and will put the same upon. God didn't say, I'll take my spirit and put on them. No, he said, I will take the spirit that is upon you. Now, you know that the spirit that is upon him is the spirit of God. But God is not going to put on these people his spirit directly. He's going to take from Moses and then put on these other dudes. Hey. Other than they shall bear the burden of the people with you. You see, you can have a team of people working with you who don't have uh, uh, yeah, the spirit. Yeah. So just because you have your huddle members, don't assume that <laughs> the appointment doesn't necessarily transfer the anointing. Yeah. You can be appointed to serve. Like, what is God telling us? Gather, previous verse, gather elders, hmm? officers, so these were already leading, but they didn't have the spirit. Are we reading the same English? Elders, officers, MC leaders, whoever it is, but there is a limitation. There is a limiting factor. They don't have the same degree of anointing that is upon Moses. And so they are limited. They can, do, they can do something but little. And God's idea is for everyone to be firing at the same level. God has never been interested in anointing one person so that the rest of the people, they crawl around waiting for that one person. No. That's not the vision of heaven. The vision of heaven, Jesus said that we will be my God. He said, the works that I do, you will do also. And greater works than these. That's Jesus. Now, believest thou me? I'm even talking KJV today. But how can you do greater works? Greater works. How do you do greater works with inferior equipment? Is that possible? No. It's impossible. In other words, Jesus 
knows that there is a certain way you and I can be anointed to the level to which he was anointed. But the anointing is with people. Now that I'm talking about Jesus and my time is running, I don't think it was a good idea to put this fan on. It's making my notes run away. Now, remember Jesus, this is a son of God, right? Uh, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. It is Now, born conceived by the Holy Spirit. Yeah? He came out and he lived a normal life. Now, here's the thing he did in preparation, which we should all be doing. He studied the word. By age 12, he could argue with the doctors of the word in the temple. But he never did anything. When does Jesus start doing incredible stuff? after baptism after the anointing came after he was anointed at the Jordan in case you are wondering when did God anoint Jesus it was at the river Jordan yeah but what happened eh? did Jesus go to the river Jordan by himself and then he got anointed it's like Father, I love you. I know you. I'm going to hang around here until you anoint me. It's like, until you anoint me, nothing is going to happen. Is that what happened? Readers, what, what, what did Jesus do? He came to a person yeah, called John the Baptist. John the Baptist was over there running services in John the Baptist Ministries International of the Jordan River. Yeah, and his message was short, brood of vipers, who has warned you of the judgment to come. So Jesus came down in the brood of vipers line. Can you imagine the son of God was in the brood of vipers line? So John is over there dunking people. Brood of vipers! Out! Go! Out! Go! Brood Everyone was wearing a t-shirt. Brood of vipers. Brood of vipers. So he's dunking one at a time. Then he looks up. It's Jesus. He's like, bro. Bro. What are you doing here? It's like, we are here to fulfill our righteousness. No, no, no. It's like, you should be the one baptizing me. And Jesus told John, John, leave me alone. I know what I am doing. I know what I need. And what happened? Heavens open. And the Holy Spirit came upon him. 
God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well. Pleased. Was Jesus there by himself at the Jordan? No. He went to be ministered to by a person who was anointed. That's how Jesus got around. Now, John, let me clear some air here in case it is getting thick. John could not supply the Holy Spirit to Jesus directly. It was the Father. You see, when you follow an anointed person, it's not the anointed person who anoints you. No, it is God who anoints you because you're fulfilling a principle. Elijah told Elijah, uh, okay, Elijah was about to go. He asked him, what can I do for you? He said, I want a double portion of your spirit. Now, Elijah didn't turn to him and says, that's easy. Here, have. You can't do like that. You can't come to me and say, Moses, anoint me. I can't anoint you. It is the Father. He says, you being evil, no, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the Father not give the Holy Spirit to those who? It is the Father who anoints. Amen. But he uses people. So he told him, if that's fair, hard thing. Like, Dude, what? That's, that's hard. Then he said, but if you see me, go. So the guy tied on him. Eh? They call it hard following. He was like, mm. Gilgal, go there. Jordan, uh, everywhere. Now, they, they, they even had to do a what? Uh, a chariot of fire had to come and separate them before Elijah went up in a whirlwind. Now, I hope I'm reading my scripture correctly as I preach. Because I think many times we say he went up in a chariot of fire, but I don't think that's what it says. Or is it the other way around? Ah, they have found it. Yeah. Elijah didn't go with the chariot. Elijah went with the whirlwind. But the chariot needed to separate them because of Elisha's closeness. They couldn't take one because this other guy was too close. He was so close that there was need for some separation first. Gone. He, he, he didn't say, Elisha, I'm going. There, get the anointing. No, it is God who anointed him. By the time he came back frustrated, where is now the God of Elijah? And the river separated. Do, do you see what I'm saying? The anointing is with people. The people that the anointing is with, you didn't participate in the selection exercise. Yeah. So you just decide. Uh, okay. I, I think you have understood. Yeah. I think these people have understood. 
Pastor Blesser and Pastor Fly, you ready to help me close this service? These people have understood the anointing is with people. Now, you see Jesus and, uh, and John. Jesus is all about John. Do you know what he told those people? No one born of a woman is greater than John the Baptist. They said, but if you are, the least in the kingdom is greater than him. But what is he saying? Jesus is saying, because for him, he knows where his anointing started. So he's like, John is the greatest. Now, if you read the Old Testament, you find that if it's go by the proof of evidence, John is, may not be the greatest to you and to me. He may not be greater than Solomon or David or Elisha. But to Jesus, he's the greatest. Why? He was the one that the Lord used, that God used to anoint him. And because Jesus valued the anointing above anything else. It's like if you have many friends, your greatest friend will be the one who probably gave you the most significant thing in your life. If you have ten friends, one gives you a big pen. Doing a big pen. Another one gives you a notebook. Another one gives you a pair of shoes. And another friend gives you what? Hmm? A pair of loudspeakers. Maybe you're going to plant a church. Another friend gives you what? And then this friend gives you Okay, one gives you land. Yeah? And then another friend gives you an estate with ten houses. Do you think you're going to feel the same way about that one, like the one of the big pen? Hey, when people come and tell you, you'll be like, don't, don't talk about that person. He's in a category of his own. Now, for you, because houses are important. Now, to Jesus, houses are not important. It's the anointing. That's what separated him from the rest. And this man, his cousin that God used in whose ministry, he got the Holy Spirit. He regarded him so highly. He's like, John is the greatest. Huh. Where is the anointing? Every time I want to finish, people, they be as if they are not clicking. The anointing is with people. Because the anointing is with people, that's why David had serious issues trying to harm Saul. Now, I cannot go to the scriptures because I'm out of time. But you have to believe me. Yeah. When his friends told him, this is the day the Lord has made, he has brought your enemy to you in the cave, Arisen, he's like, who can touch the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? Yeah. Who can touch the Lord's anointed? Now, meanwhile, Saul, God has already rejected him. He's a problem. He's hunting down David. He has failed in his duties as king. They are being attacked by the Philistines. It is but David knows something. It's like, you see that guy there? 
He may look ordinary to you. What? He has failed to win the other battle. It is, he's, he's even hunting for me to kill me. But I can tell you what. He's the Lord's anointing. In other words, the anointing is upon him. Is with him. So he couldn't do anything to him. Because David understood. Ah. I'm, I'm, let, me, let me close this thing because you're looking at me funny. <laughs> now let me tell you to which degree David understood. Here's what I've, I've found over time. Anointed people recognize anointing. Be very concerned when you don't recognize anointing because it may say something about how anointed you are. Now, why is it that of all those men that were with David, only David could solve a certain way? All the others thought, this is an enemy to kill. David thought, the anointed of the Lord. Do you know why? Can I give you a guess? Because David himself was anointed to be king so he could recognize kingly anointing on another person that these fellows could not see. Yeah. Wow, join me to appreciate Apostle Mose. Come on, on your feet. Let's appreciate Apostle Mose for such a powerful word. Wherever you are online, come on. At the hosting center, the location, Thank you so much, Apostle, for such an incredible word. Now, you might be in this place saying, yes, I want the anointing. I'm hungry for the anointing. I desire the anointing. Show me the person to follow for the anointing. Come on, anybody here hungry for the anointing? Yes, I know that all of us are hungry for the anointing. But if you're here or you're watching online or you're at a hosting center, you're at a location and you're saying, I want to receive the anointing but you've never taken the first step to receiving the anointing. And that is receiving Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So if you're in this place, I want to give you the opportunity to take the first step to receiving the anointing. And that is receiving Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you're here and you said, I've never received Jesus and I want to receive Jesus today. If you're here in the house, at the balcony, online, at a location, I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So wherever you are in the house, let's get into prayer right now. Pray in the spirit. All eyes closed, all heads bowed. Wherever you are, just start praying. Let's give our brothers and sisters today to receive Jesus Christ. The way, the truth, and the life. The first step to the anointing. Wherever you are, just put up your hands. Somebody next to you is going to receive you and lead you in a prayer that I'm going to recite today. Come on, wherever you are, at the back, at the front, in the house here, anybody you'd like to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, the first step to the anointing. All right, I'm going to give us all an opportunity to say this prayer after me. Just before we we pray, I know that there are probably some people, especially at those locations and hosting centers, Today is your day of salvation. salvation. It's today. Yeah. It's not tomorrow. You, you can plan for tomorrow, but you cannot know what tomorrow is. You don't know if you have an opportunity to listen to a message like this again, where you're given an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. So, again, I want to just support Pastor Flo as she gives the invitation. If you're in the house, if you are at a hosting center, if you are at a location, everywhere, 
As everyone is praying, as everyone is praying, as everyone is praying, I want you to put your hands straight up. Straight up. There will be nothing weird. We will just pray a short prayer with you as you confirm. Anybody? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Last week, 1,400 people everywhere as the mission opportunities went out. So it's not, you're not the only one. Every, the people whose hands are down, I think they are because they already made that decision. So, but we don't want to deny you the opportunity. It's the most important decision you will ever make. Amen. 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 All right. So, is there a hand? Can I have a hand? Someone wow. hand is up. Come on. Welcome. Welcome into the kingdom. Just come here where I am. Just come. I want to stand with you. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. It's your, this is your morning. This is your day to receive Jesus. This one has made a great decision. When you receive Jesus, when you're young, then you have your whole life before you to make all the right decisions. Some people already made so many bad decisions, but you still can come to Jesus. All right, someone else. Now, we are going to do this evangelism thing together. Mm. You're going to help me ask your neighbor, can I walk with you? Can I walk with you there? And, and you see, she came with her. So, and this is a safe space. Say, I, 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 do you want to go? And I, I can go with you. Yeah. If your neighbor is saying, I want to go, I'm just not, my knees were shaking. Can you put your hand up with him? If your neighbor is saying, I want to go. Yeah, we do community evangelism. Yeah. Your neighbor wants to come? Please. <laughs> if they want to come, if they want to come. Hey, someone is here. Come on now. Give me a high five. Welcome to Jesus. Welcome to Jesus. Yeah, people's neighbors are coming to Jesus. Come on. This is the day the Lord has made. Welcome, welcome to Jesus. Yeah, we are saying yes to Jesus. I say yes to Jesus. I say yes to Jesus. Say yes to Jesus. This is the day to Say yes to Jesus. He'll give you eternal life. Say yes to Jesus. Can you harmonize it? Say yes to Jesus. Welcome. Say yes Welcome. to Jesus. Welcome. Ah, my friends who have come here, you're just going to pray this a short prayer with me. And then afterwards, where is Pastor Sarah? Pastor Sarah is over here. She's going to go with you just over there to take your details so we can send you some material to help you and so that we can be in touch. Is that okay? All right, just say, Lord Jesus, thank you for eternal life. Thank you for welcoming me. I give my life to you. Take it and do something significant with it. If you just pray that prayer both here and in, uh, online, yes. many of you are watching me on TV, you are by yourself in the home, in that car, at your workplace. Maybe they have tuned 
into Spirit TV or Rest TV and you're watching us on your, on your radio, you've just given your life to Jesus, most important decision of your life, welcome, welcome. There is a number on your screen, 0775642449, or if you are listening on radio, that's a number. Text that number, call that number. There is a pastor on the other end of that line to invite you into relationship. At your location or at your hosting center, there is someone standing at the front who has received you. They should take your contacts so that we can be able to reach you and keep growing together. Amen. Welcome. Welcome. Just go with Aunt Sarah. She's going to take your contacts. Let's appreciate them. Say yes to Jesus. Everybody say yes. Say yes. Thank you for coming for garage. Wasn't that so much fun? Oh, yeah. Learning about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Learning about the anointing. Amen. Amen. Now remember, truth is consistent. If you don't believe that the anointing is with people, other people who should be ministered to by you may end up not believing that you are anointed. Am I making sense? So David recognized the anointing on Saul because he himself was anointed. So you need to recognize anointing in others. Peter, Peter told Jesus, you are the Christ. You are the anointed one, son of living God. And Jesus was like, hey, how did you find that out? He says, now I also appoint you, Peter, rock, on this, I'll build my church. I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. It is the principle of mutual recognition. The more you recognize, the more you're recognized. So, if, if for nothing, just do it out of, out of selfish ambition. <laughs> just recognize other people's anointings so that at least people can one day say, I think this one is also anointed. Now, that's not a good reason to do it, but I'm desperate for you to be useful in the kingdom. I'm desperate for you to go plant a mega church. I'm desperate for you to launch a mission or community that grows. I'm desperate for you to be anointed. And that's why I'm telling you, how do you receive anointing? Yeah. If you receive anointing from people, people will receive anointing from you. Because truth is consistent. What you believe about others are the people who are not the people believe about you. The reason Jesus was anointed without measure is because he totally believed the anointing upon John's life. That's why the son of God could humble himself and get into that dirty water to be baptized by a human being. That's humility. That's humility. That's humility. And you know what I've learned in these last maybe one and a half years? that you can't sustain anointing without humility. You have to humble yourself before certain people that God puts and says, that one. And you say, okay, I, I, captain. Amen. 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 We can't close without praying for the sick because Jesus, he went about teaching, preaching, and healing. And because this ministry belongs to Jesus, we do what he does. Amen. So if you're at home, you're in a hosting center, you're at a location, 
you're here at Nalia and you are not feeling well in any part of your body, I'm just going to ask you to put your hand up and I'm going to pray a prayer of faith. The Bible says the prayer of faith will save the sick. Amen. And if this God, if he has committed sins, they'll be forgiven. All right. Those who like to receive healing, just put your hand up wherever you are. Thank you, Father, for your children whose hands are up as a sign of faith. We receive healing right now for them. Your word declares that by the stripes of our Lord Jesus, we were healed. So I command healing in everybody whose hand is up right now, everywhere, even online, even on TV, right now, be made well. Be made well. I rebuke sickness. I rebuke all the sources of that sickness wherever they come from in the name of Jesus we take authority over them and command healing upon you and your family and your loved ones in Jesus name amen amen, amen. do you receive it yes alright our time is up and we are going to end our service thank you for coming out uh, this was our encounter service we are here for the flow service hey. tell your neighbor we're going to be flowing at 11.15 and so and all the other locations they will be flowing so just we would like to share that with you if you are still at home and you want to come in for the flow come join us here at Worship Harvest Nalia Cohort Shepherds we are meeting after the flow service so that automatically means you are going to be in the flow service Amen so may God bless you may he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace may he reveal himself to you. May he use you mightily as the anointed one to bring many to the knowledge of him. May your hands heal the sick. May your voice save the sinners. May you have courage. May your hands produce. Be productive. Be productive. Producing value that changes communities and families and nations. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, so, now and forever. Amen. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.